These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Construction kicked off on Monday on a new data centre in Mayfield West, with the project set to create 130 new jobs in the region. The centre aims to provide a safe and secure environment for companies to house data and attract larger businesses to the region. A judge dismissed an appeal to increase the sentence handed down to the Adamstown Heights child rapist Brett Hill. Police investigated the death of a baby girl in Newcastle last week. Emergency crews were called to a home on Fowler Street in Hamilton South last Tuesday. With reports, a three-month-old was found unresponsive. She was rushed to John Hunter Hospital but pronounced dead. Investigations continued with no one yet charged over the incident. A young man died in a tragic crash at New Lambton on Monday night. Witnesses said two cars collided head-on on Lookout Road between Cardiff Road and McCaffrey Drive at about quarter to seven. The driver of one of the cars, a 26-year-old man, had to be cut free from the wreckage and was taken to John Hunter Hospital. However, he was pronounced dead on arrival. Police say it appeared he may have suffered a medical episode just before the crash occurred. A GoFundMe page was set up to pay for the funeral costs of the driver, Tyrone Witters, who leaves behind two daughters and an unborn baby boy. Inspectors from Safe Work New South Wales hit Newcastle construction sites, part of a statewide clampdown on unsafe practices. Companies and individuals could be hit with on-the-spot fines of up to $3,600 for breaches. It comes after a Newcastle company was last week fined $400,000 after a 20-year-old worker died when he fell six metres through a skylight. Newcastle University Vice-Chancellor Alex Zielinski said jobs losses were inevitable after negotiations with unions over COVID-19 cost-saving measures broke down. The loss of revenue from international students meant the university needed to find $35 million in savings next year. However, agreements with the National Tertiary Education Union couldn't be reached on a plan to delay scheduled pay rises until next year, with the union not convinced the move will ensure job security. Alex Zielinski said they'll need to find other ways to save up to $15 million, which would have come from deferring pay rises. A Newcastle hotel was set to become the first pub in the world to trial new face-scanning technology to stem the spread of COVID-19. The device, which uses AI facial recognition to check patrons' temperatures and for signs of fever, will be trialled at the Hotel Delaney on Derby Street on Saturday. The CoolGuard device was developed by a Hunter-based technology company. Dam levels across the Hunter rose to 80.5% on Wednesday following recent downpours. Levels rose 11.5% in just one month and were up 15.5% percent from that time last year. However, Hunter Waters' Emma Berry said Level 1 restrictions will remain in place for now, with levels still lower than average. Lake Macquarie MP Greg Piper and residents slammed Centennial Coal's plan to truck more than a million tonnes of coal a year along Wanji Road. The company wants to mix coal from its Myuna and Mandalong collieries to improve the quality of coal to meet the required standard at its Araring power station. It would see 208 truck movements a day along Wanji Road, a move Greg Piper describes as ridiculous and a disaster waiting to happen, posing an unacceptable risk to nearby residents. Local community groups urge Centennial and Origin Energy to instead examine the use of existing conveyor belts. The company behind Bayada Chicken Processing Plant at Beresfield faced a hefty fine after being found guilty of breaching its environmental licence. The Land and Environment Court ruled Barter Holdings failed to properly maintain a freezer unit, which contributed to a toxic ammonia leak in June 2018. Eleven workers were treated and nine taken to hospital after being overcome by noxious fumes. The charge carries a maximum penalty of $1 million. 
Newcastle's lockout laws appeared certain to be relaxed on a trial basis from October. The Newcastle Committee for Nighttime Jobs and Investment was set to choose a select group of small bars and restaurants to be allowed to stay open past 10pm. The committee will develop a performance measurement plan to collect data throughout the trial and hold participating venues to account. The trial still needs to meet planning approvals and comply with COVID-19 restrictions before being allowed to go ahead. A petition calling for ammonia nitrate stored on Kuragang Island to be relocated gained momentum. More than 2,500 people signed the petition calling for Orica to shift the chemical stockpile to a safer location. It comes after more than 150 people were killed in an ammonia nitrate explosion in Beirut. It's reported the amount of chemicals stored at Kuragang is about four times larger than what caused the Beirut blast. Police worked to identify a body found in a burnt-out home in the Upper Hunter. Emergency services were called to the property on Mountain Station Road at Merriwall around 9.15 on Wednesday morning to find the home engulfed in flames. Fire crews took several hours to douse the flames. Police were not treating the incident as suspicious. And three men and two women were arrested in a string of drug busts following a months-long investigation into methamphetamine supply in the Hunter. Port Stephens Hunter Police began investigating in May. Four homes in Raymond Terrace, Malaboola, Bay, and Singleton were searched on Thursday where police allegedly uncovered drugs and drug paraphernalia, weapons and mobile phones. Two men were arrested at Raymond Terrace Police Station and were refused bail over drug and criminal group offences. A 51-year-old woman was charged with drug offences, while a 46-year-old singleton woman is facing firearm charges. Both women were granted bail to face court later this month. And in sport, Knights rookie Stafford Toa was cleared of breaching the NRL's COVID-19 restrictions and will line up for his club when they take on Manly on Sunday. The young winger and teammate Simi Sasagi were put under investigation after they attended a local league game at Harker Oval. Meanwhile, forward Daniel Safiti was set to return to the field after four weeks on the sideline with an injury.